we're live. Hey, uh, welcome to King Listener, guys. This is uh, Cameron Peters uh, on Instagram, Cam Knows Best. And yeah, and I'm John Binfeld. And yeah, I'm on Instagram as well as John Binfeld, YouTube John Binfeld, and World Strongest Opinions is my other show. And I figured I'd do something, branch out a little bit with Cam here. Yes. And, uh, I'm very glad he did. Uh, had a, an idea about discussing uh, <clears throat> some of our favorite bands, music albums, uh, you know, everything, everything about it, every, mostly within the metal scene. Uh, recently, over the past probably several months, uh, I have posted a lot of music onto my uh, Instagram page and uh, you have uh, swiped up onto it. And found enjoyment, and then this is where we were like, "Holy shit, man! We got the same exact music taste." So, reached out to me thankfully about something that I'm extremely passionate about, as well as he is, that we can both just talk hours and hours about. So, um, I believe the point of this will be to dive in and dissect into the history of uh, not just bands that we love, uh, but um, the history of what drew our passion into what this is what we're trying to make this become so i don't know john is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we get going on no i was like i was very excited when cam was like down for the idea because like you said like i mean you've been posting of like random things of like who knows the rest of these lyrics and it was so good to be like oh like that's a little piece of heaven like it's such a good song like it's very it's a, it was edgy when it came out i remember being like oh this is a spicy song. The the only band I could make a song about having sex with a dead corpse good. Yeah, that is a fact. Because it is like it's weird because the whole thing. Like I'll throw hands of that argument. I'll die on that mountain, baby. The only band that's ever done it, and it's a hit. Everyone loves that song. Speaking, yeah. speaking of that, sorry to cut you off. Today was actually the day that the Rev passed away. Uh, several years ago, rest in peace. Uh, he was a huge idol to me as a drummer, musician, everything. So it is funny that we both kind of brought that up, led right into uh, led right into that. So I definitely wanted to say that and uh, definitely wish some uh, love up there or wherever he is. You know, he impacted a lot of people and wrote some of the greatest songs, including A Little Piece of Heaven. So. It really was. I mean, his his writing of uh, like there's still like Nightmare was a decent album after him and everything. Like it had some good songs. Like so far away, that music video will just like tear my heart out every time I see that. I'm just like them as kids. Like I cry like baby. I'm hear that song, dude. Right at the end, right at the end where it like slows down and then it builds back up. And that little Tom section that builds up and that little solo by Sin Man. And I just like, oh, like I do. I do. I cry like a baby, man. That that song, uh, man. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to bring that up uh, there with that. That's crazy timing. Like, it's just a bizarre story of like all of it. Of like, I like I told you, like had the weird dream where you and I were arguing about <laughs> which was a 10 out of 10 of the albums of City of Evil or their self-titled. And like, it's funny because, like, thinking about it, it's like I've always considered City of Evil my favorite. But it's, I think a part of it is because I've heard it first. Because it's like if I have to list the songs, it's like Seize the Day, Beast in the Harlot, Backcountry, 
Sidewinder was still pretty good, but like trash and, subtitled, like I, I liked Trash and Scattered a lot as well. Am I yeah. my brother? Oh my gosh. I loved Avenged Sevenfold. They're one of my first loves, uh front of uh or behind Slipknot. He uh he's obsessed with them now. He's just like me when it comes to music as well. He loves Avenged Sevenfold, knows everything about him. You know, you name it, he knows it. And uh uh, he would probably have a heart attack if he heard you say that uh, you like City of Evil the most. I would think, but I don't know because his his taste changes all the time, man. Like he's he's on this kick with faith no more right now. So <laughs> that makes sense because it is like I think a part of it is it's like I think you have that nostalgia factor about certain things that like you heard it at the right time and it just sticks with you. Of like it's like. I think early South Park really like I it's debatable about whether or not it was good, but because I saw it like when I was a certain age, you're like, it just sticks with you and everything. Cause looking back, you're like, some of them were just goofy episodes of like, it's just like not much actual content. That, that is the truest statement I've ever heard. And you brought up about South Park. First one that popped in my head was fairly odd parents. That goes before they poof the baby. And then the dog that they got, I forget what the heck its name was, Charlie or something, I'm sure. Don't know, but it's funny that you say that because I have a specific uh, like show in my head as well that I'm like, you know, I don't like the newer stuff. I like the old ones that I watched when I was a kid, you know? So. Yeah, and then you go back and listen to it and you're like, I don't know. Because the fact is, like, I actually went through my play history and the self-titled album, like, I've listened to the whole thing. Whereas like, I only listened to sections of the city of evil. Once we started listing, I was like, actually, actually I could go back on this. Cause I was about to say, I was like, cause that self-titled one had like so many, like the start of it is just really great. But then it had everything, I guess like with Avenged Sevenfold, the fact that they could have like sweeping ballads and then just like really fast hitters. And the dual, the dual guitar work from sin and Zachy as well. Uh, back behind the revs, um, jazzy, you know, kind of flow. You know, one of the first uh, drummers that introduced a double ride section that was, I guess, commercially successful. I'm sure there's been a lot of musicians that have done it. But, you know, he wrote almost easy solely the drums first. That whole entire song he wrote, tracked the drums, and usually when you record music, you don't track the drums first. You don't. But he did. And that's just that just anybody that knows music and how to write it and what goes into it, everybody knows like you don't do that. So that itself in itself should be just go to show the musicianship that what that 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 band was and still is today. Truthfully, they got Brooks Wackerman on the kit now, who's also a great, great drummer. He uh, came into his own on the stage. Aaron Ilje was with him for Hail to the King, and Dave Portnoy helped uh, fill in the Revs' position for Nightmare. He was able to write a good bit of that uh, album. And uh, did, 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 was it, it wasn't Victim, was it Sa- It was Fiction. Fiction was the last song that the Rev wrote. Uh, and you can hear the death in his voice in that last part. You'll hear him sing, and you can just hear it, and it breaks your heart if you're into it. But, um, uh, what do you say we we talk about where we started? What 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 kind of got us into the scene? What kind of got us drawn into metal itself and everything? Let's uh, yeah. 
No, I mean, that's definitely like, I mean, like you were saying, it is, I mean, a part of it, like, was that kind of like shock factor with like a lot of like heavier music and stuff. Like I, growing up, I listened to like a lot of milder stuff because for a while, like I was actually born in East Africa and like my parents, the main cassettes they had was talking about a revolution by Tracy Chapman, amazing album. And then Inya. So it was like, once I started to hear like, hearing Black Sabbath for the first time and bands like that, which is really like a breath of fresh air. And like, there was that excitement about it, the speed of like, as someone who like, I mean, you've said like, when you have ADD, like you need things to really keep you engaged and stuff. Like a part of it is that like the speed, the variety of like, I mean, we were talking about it before of like those bands that can do go from like, literally breaking your heart to like pumping you up for a PR, like within the span of six minutes, like that was incredible. And then being able to like starting out with black Sabbath and like iron maiden and everything, like run to the Hills is so good. And then being able to branch out from there of like, I know some people aren't always as like some people say like real metal is like a certain thing or kind of gatekeep about things. Like I remember some friends being like, Avenged Sevenfold, like, that's not real metal, or, like, All That Remains, that... And it's like, no, those were really great, of, like, um, what is it? Was it Stillness and the Silence? Which one was uh, All That Remains? Six, Not Alone, This Calling, Not uh, Alone. I'm going to get hate for this, because I know it's their biggest album, but I cannot think of it right now. Um my 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 song for all that remains that uh it comes off of that album was this calling the fall of ideals that's what it was but this yeah. calling like that starting out with that was like such a good album and it's they, crazy yeah it, his voice like you brought up earlier was just so uh just for the scene it was it was incredible he could he could yell he could scream and man he could he sing and it wasn't I, I don't, it wasn't like the normal metalcore that you hear today, where it was the high, higher pitched, you know, I wouldn't say tenor voice, but it was definitely baritone. I, I, I think personally, a lower, a lower singing register and it sounded so good, but the dude's screams, his highs were mm, crisp, crisp. That, that's the part that gets me. It's like you said, like that Christmas the crispness of it and just being able to like have those bridge of like this calling and not alone of like being able to like do all of it like the whole range of like people realizing like he is like so many of these people we're talking about it's like an actually like classically trained vocalist like it is like these people are proficient singers so for me that was like the introduction of like i think a bunch of heavier bands kind of came through town because there's like the late 2000s the like when i was in high school i graduated 2008 but like the years leading up to that there's a lot of bands that like went around and did shows at smaller venues than you'd expect of being able to see i got to see every time i die multiple times they were so good like one of the best things of like because it was a small venue and they kept wanting people to crowd surf and everything but it was like the security hated it and it was like i think it was at guzman's this little um i think small like 
dive. Mexican restaurant. Yeah, dive bar, Mexican restaurant. The one of those places that I'm pretty sure might have gotten at least some fines for underage drinking on multiple occasions. Like, because at that point, like, it is one of those things. Realizing that was like, not to say like times are different now, but I don't think very many people will get to experience that brief moment of time of like 2005 to 2010 when you could still smoke in public buildings and like tons of bands were going around with black dahlia murder like all these bands that i saw and they being able to see them up close it was exciting and like they were fun people to talk to and stuff of like you find out as as of i but you get a chance and an opportunity to meet some of these guys like they're no different than you and I, you know, they, they had their, they had their passion. They had the thing that drove, <clears throat> excuse me, drove them to do something, reach out. And it just spoke to so many people, but at the end of the day, they're just normal people like uh, you and I, you know, uh, fame came with it and uh, you know, some money, but to most, uh, to most artists, I guarantee you that the, the love that they get from their fans means more than any penny they've ever earned you know being able to be the reason that somebody uh i mean touchy subject but somebody doesn't kill themselves you know just a simple lyric or line in a song can really just strike somebody's emotions and be like you know what i'm not alone in feeling like this because that's what a lot of people oftentimes feel. They oftentimes feel alone. But when you see that somebody that's got some fame or something that deals with the same thing, you're more likely to be like, you know what? I'm okay. Cause he's been through it too. You know? So, um, I'm really glad that you, uh, got to bring that up. Cause I could add into it that, you know, these, these guys are awesome. A lot of them. I haven't met one single one that's been pushed me to the side, get the heck away from me. You know, it's been nothing but thank you for being a fan of my music. Thank you for appreciating what I put into this, this and that, you know, so it's, it's one of my favorite things and it, it's not a humbling experience, uh, but I think it's a, it's almost cherishable because you feel like you would think that they're on a certain pedestal, but they're not, you know, so it, it's really cool. Um, I think uh, what I'll, I'll touch into what uh, got me into the scene was uh, so I think I was about 12 years old, 12 years old. I was uh, Christmas shopping with my grandma and um, you know, I got my toys, whatever, you know, I got, I got like one more thing. So this is back in, I mean, heck I'm 12 years old. I'm still listening to uh, a CD player, you know, I have to make sure my CDs aren't scratching my disc, you know? So, um, I'm just looking around and, um, I just, I, I, this one thing catches my eye and it was, uh, a bunch of scary people in mass standing in a field. And I'm like, you know what? This looks pretty cool. So I look into it a little closer and I see that there's a, like a, a, a very faint pentagram in the middle, uh, behind them, like a silhouette. And I'm like, yo. First thing I thought, 12 years old, this is going to piss my parents off. So I'm begging my grandma, Mimi Joe, God bless her heart. I'm like, oh, please, can I please get this? Can I please get this? And she's like, I don't think your parents are going to 
to have this. And I'm like, oh, but please, I really want it. So I ended up getting the CD. I took it home and I just listened to it over and over and over again, probably 20 times straight, blaring it as loud as I could, putting it into my little uh, computer that played this cool background lighting that went with the drums and everything. And my dad's like, turn that shit down, turn that off. And I'm like, no, I love it. And I'm looking at, and this is when they put so much effort into these books that they put into the CDs, man. You got pictures listing all the guys, the lyrics, the songs right there. That's what, that's what struck me. And I'm like, I like this. And it was only, only because I knew it was going to upset my parents because it's different. And I like, I've always liked being different. I've liked that. I like being, uh, for myself, who I believe I'm kind of a one of a kind person. Everyone else is in their own way, but you know, that's why I got all these tattoos. So, you know, uh, I got face tattoos, I had tattoo tattoos all over my chest, my legs, you know, and I plan to get more. And it's, it's that being different and being myself, excuse me, that I enjoy the most about metal music. That, that's, that's definitely what my beginning was. <clears throat> so, I mean, that really is that spirit of like the rebelliousness of it, but also... I think really gets into like it was something different and like growing up a lot of times like you feel super out of place like that's like a large portion of like I mean, that's lit I think realistically like that album the fall of ideals for one that's a great title I just like had to throw that out there that like all that remains that for one but that song of like not alone was like really stuck with me is that like idea of like just simply saying like, I'm not alone. Like these are, things will be okay. And I think that was the thing of like, as a teenager, like you do have that angst as a young person of like, you do need to find ways to express yourself and everything. And it was, it was weird to like have something that spoke to you. And I think especially because of like those times of like, you remember, I remember being younger and everything when for one, my family is not a fan of the music and stuff. Cause especially I remember they had the explicit lyrics thing. So you'd have that big warning and like instantly your parents are like, yeah. I don't want that in the house. Like, especially with some of the, like, they'd like list out why it was explicit because the million moms or whatever. And I was like, that, that was a thing. But also, like you said, being able to, that nostalgia of like being able to just like hang out at like plan nine music and like go to a record store. And like, even though you're looking at CDs, being able to like actually read through the books of like, I remember either you'd have to like wait for samples or wait for a CD player to like open up to hear it. Or there were those times where you literally just bought, like you judged a book by its cover. Like you, you were that's, like, this that's exactly awesome. Did, man, <clears throat> that's exactly what I did. And for anybody that tells you not to judge a book by its cover, don't be afraid to do that because now I love, well, you know, metal music so much now. So yeah. It's not always a bad thing, guys. <laughs> and the cover art, they put so much effort into it. Like it's interesting to realize that, one thing that's changed over the past few years, like, don't get me wrong, I love streaming of like YouTube music is great. No, you're like, right. You're right. 100%. It's so good. Like, there, so don't get me wrong, it's like awesome, but there was something really unique of like getting an album that like 
the songs bled into each other. There are some songs out there where like the intro of a song is actually the outro of another song. And they like tells a whole story and like, yeah. And now everything's about like singles. You don't always have the album art. Like it's kind of. Yep. Sometimes yeah. a black, a black cover with just this, the single uh, yeah. that I think has done a tremendous job with cover art. Uh, I'll, I'll name two right off the top of my head. Different. They're both different in their own ways. Uh, first route I'll go, hardcore band, Knock Loose. You had their first All My Friends EP, which was a dog barking through a fence, which to me um, shows you, okay, this is going to be aggressive, or this is going to be different, or, you know. And then you had Laugh Tracks, which uh, to a lot of people is a 10 out of 10 album in the hardcore scene, which I'm, I'm one of those people. I agree it's 10 out of 10. And it's just two different faces. One's laughing and one's like kind of got a weird concerning face. Then you've got different shade of blue, which uh, I, I, I don't know. I just love that album cover because it's like a door and all this. They told it a bunch of different shades of blue, like literally exactly what the title says. But you knew just from those first two that that, that album was going to be something. And then they hit us with that EP, A Tearing the Fabric of Life. And man, let me tell you what, when I saw, dude, my, my friend, good friend, Matt Whitling, he messages me. It's it's 10 o'clock at night. I'm just hanging out. He sends me a snapshot of uh, Spotify. He's like, bro, have you checked this out? All I did was look at the album cover. I didn't even see that it was knocked loose. I just saw the album cover. I'm like, I guarantee this is going to be good. He's like, yeah, dude, knocked loose just dropped like one of the best EPs I've ever heard. I'm like, okay. So I checked this out. I am headbanging so hard with my wife in the living room. She hates Knocked Loose. I'm just getting into it. These riffs are nasty. I'm like, man. And then another one, I'm just going to say it right now. Day to Remember. Day to Remember has always had some of the best, arguably the best album art in in just that uh, metal scene. Uh, Journey, uh, old rock and roll, something our parents would have listened to. Also has very, very good cover art. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, but they've always had something interesting too. But a day to remember, man, uh, the You're Welcome album art, the common courtesy, what separates me from you, him being in the hourglass, the homesick of looking in, I Prevail also has some good stuff. But uh, bands like that, you know, that can make something appealing to the eye, I think can help draw a big audience as well. It makes a huge difference of like being able to advertise yourself like that eye-catching thing of like realizing especially when you're like going through playing that music you're just going through things alphabetically like sometimes they're with a genre sometimes it's not and it's like you have to like look through it and like that i think that work that it went through of like putting the physical artwork together and like a lot of bands still do amazing artwork but like being able to go through like the lyrics books and like being able to like sit there alone in your room listening to a cd of like just going through it like page by page and hearing those songs of like it sticks with you because i think a lot of like metal bands and heavier bands like they have i think the juxtaposition of like beauty with like destruction and stuff being able to like 
fuse those things together and being able to like keep that variety of like for one a day to remember is amazing like common courtesy such a good album of like Um, so many good songs and it's like i don't know there was something that i very much like as a young person and as like a kid there's like a ton of times i remember being lonely and like not being able to sleep very well like i've never had a very good relationship with sleep like so there was a lot of times where you're up by yourself and you're alone of like because my parents like they sleep normal hours and everything so it's like a lot of time when you're just by yourself and stuff especially of like being able to get a walkman with headphones and stuff and being able to just listen through yep. an entire album i remember and, having the walk i remember having the, <laughs> the ipod shuffle i had no idea what song to get but i'm just like oh oh hey it's a uh, final episode asking alexandria let's go <laughs> like you know i i can agree with that uh to this day i still do that um but yeah. I, I am alone i uh uh i i just will listen to music i did it last night before i went to bed i couldn't sleep i just started playing some stuff and calmed me down eased me enough and i just fell asleep and um especially like in the genre of what what we're really aiming to uh, talk about uh i definitely want to touch on like the ignorance from myself personally i used to be this way as well you know some of the screamy big squealy you know stuff that you hear you know to the normal listener that listens to pop music or country or whatever they're like what is this crap you know this is just noise but if you just take that that 20 seconds to just really hone in and just listen, you a lot of the times you can understand what you're saying. And if not, look into the lyrics and read them. And then it opens up a whole nother rabbit hole of just dissecting. How, how can I interpret this myself to make me feel some type of way? How can I... How can I understand the story that they're trying to relate to me through this? You know, and that that for me has always been the go to for me was lyrics, the lyrical content, dissecting lyrics uh, for myself, what they meant to do. I'm thinking in my head, okay, perfect song. I'll name it right now, right off the top of my head. UV Tales, I'll be Sonic, Dater. You hear me? You're, 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 it fell, uh, did it fall over or just like glitch out? I got, I got a phone call. We good now? You hear me? Yeah. Okay. So what I was going to say was, uh, you be on a, a day to remember. First one that comes to my mind, you know, that that dude in that song went through more than likely a really, really challenging relationship with his own mistakes that he had to deal with and everything that he listens to or does makes him think of that person and the fault that he made and just how that whole album comes together into a whole thing of how you didn't belong with that one person you thought you did. That's just, that's just one example for anybody uh, that is into it or is interested. Just take a listen to one of their songs on that album. I promise you, you'll be able to dissect it in your own little way. Uh, with a relationship i promise you mark my words i'll, I'll put money on it <laughs> yeah i mean really that everything they talked about was so good and just like the sound 
alone like really hit you. But then once you dig into the lyrics, then you're like, this, this is some serious stuff. Like this is heavy. It's good. It speaks to you. And I think there was that like having someone as someone, I don't know. I mean, I've never been like the most creative person, but I know what like, I know it sounds good. Like, I, I don't know. That's one of those things I think of part of it. I describe it as like finding, finding the words for what you're feeling without being able to like know it. And like hearing a song where you're like, that's how I feel like that exactly right there and stuff. Like yeah. all signs point to Fort Lauderdale, like all those songs, like so good. Of that, like, that yeah. was a perfect way to say that. Well, how you just said that that's uh I, i've had that happen to me so many times where i'm just listening to it and i'm like oh my god you know it just clicks the light bulb goes off in your head and you're like whoa like yeah that was like that was really awesome that you said that i'm really glad you said that yeah because i think that's the main part of it that i think being able to express yourself i think i mean literally at this point i this year i turned 33 and I, it took me years to find my voice and everything. I think, um, I recently watched a YouTube video by Zach Tallender that he was doing a review of like a Sam Hyde video or something, but he saw at one point, Sam Hyde said that like, it's taken his entire adult life to like find the group of friends that he has now. And it's weird that thing of like realizing like, it's a strange thing to think about, at least for me, as like someone who struggled pretty intensely with like depression and anxiety to realize, like, I started feeling that way about 13 or 14. And like, that lasted up until like, I turned 30. And it's weird to think that like, you spend almost half your life not feeling like you belong anywhere and stuff. And I think it was a lot of the music and stuff got me through because it gave voice to what I was feeling that I could share with people because oftentimes there was, especially, I mean, I grew up in like a smaller religious community and everything. And it's like, you couldn't always say like, Hey, maybe I don't believe in anything. Or like, maybe I just don't know the words for these things. And I think, I don't know. There was that kind of like a bit of a shock factor of like, kind of like you want to be noticed because like, it's easy to just be glossed over of like all these bands, like they talk about, like there's those montages on YouTube. That's like, let's get out of this small town or whatever, where they take every punk rock and metal song. That's like, fuck this town. And they like put yeah. it back to back and they're hilarious. But like, there was that feeling of, I think not being able to escape where you came from, or I guess, part of it, I think not being able to escape what is going on in your head. Music was like an outlet where you could kind of like leave yourself. Like it was almost this like, I guess almost like a spiritual experience of being able to just like go through the album art and like go through the lyrics as they're singing. And just like for that 38 minutes or whatever, however long the album was, was like just incredible of being able to like, feel those things and like, I don't know, a really nice distraction of like, I think oftentimes. Away from what, what, what's really going on in life for a little bit. You get a, yeah. you get a, not only a sense of 
I'm not alone, but you get a sense of, dare I say, freedom. You, you, you forget everything within that moment when you're spiritually connecting with the music that you listen to. And you just, I mean, I know that everybody that uh, will be listening to this has been in this situation where music is just, it's grabbed them from something negative and they've been able to just completely forget about it and just feel it. Not, not just metal, any music really. And that's, that's, what's beautiful about it. It, it really is, in my opinion, the best medicine that there is for you. Yeah. Cause it does. And this speaks to you like a lot of genres of like, I still, even to this day, will listen to like Tracy Chapman's song. Fast car is like one of the best songs out there. And it's just like, if you listen to the lyrics of just like wanting to get away and stuff of like, I think being able to feel that and have that outlet was like helpful of like, I mean, to come back to a day to remember and stuff like, that song, All I Want, of like, all I want is a place to call my own, like, all this thing of like wanting desperately to belong and to like feel like things matter, especially I think in the age of like growing up with the internet, like you started to feel more and more insignificant as it went on. Cause you're just like, you see people kind of like take off on the internet and you're just kind of like, how can sitting I? in the corner. Yeah. Or how can I do this? Why, why can't I? Why can't I be with that? I think, uh, the, as, as good as the internet is and, um, you know, the benefits that come with it. I also think there's a lot of negatives that come with it, unfortunately, too, with like, uh, you know, you got those keyboard warriors that'll just attack at people. Just, just, I mean, just an example. Hell, I mean, I see it. I'm on metal TikTok all the time. I see people making fun of people doing vocal covers of like Shadow of Intent or like, you know, harsh vocals where they're just, you know. To them, it's like just this crazy noise, <clears throat> but like you don't understand the amount of time and passion that somebody put into that. Like, you know, if somebody came up in your business about something that you took so much time and effort on and completely shit on it, you're not going to like that either, you know. But <clears throat> you know, you know, as good <coughs> as good as the internet is, it's also it also can be so toxic, unfortunately. But um, I, yeah. I really do like how that uh, also allows, the, you know, kind of what's going on here. You know, th it, this started because of it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people find their passions or real, uh, I guess, hobbies that they want to do on here as well. You know, there's, there's, there's usually more positives that outweigh negatives, but you always see the negative first. You always see yeah. the like, no matter what. And that's the main thing is like they talk about that like evolutionarily as a species of like the only reason we survived was by recognizing negative experiences and trying to like learn from it. It's that focus of like being able to like see the snake in the grass, being able to like see the predator in the woods of like you're supposed to notice these things so you can learn from them. But it is like I think I remember reading something years ago that was like for every one bad thing you hear about yourself, you have to hear seven positive things for it to counterbalance. And this is one of those things where I think the internet is like a mixed bag. Cause so many people say like, Oh man, I hate the internet. And like, even Darren and I would joke about it sometimes of like wishing we could log off, but 
we've actually never met each other in person. Like <laughs> the internet's the only place we connect of like, I think, and I mean, even you and I, cause people, they're like, how do you meet Cam? And I'm like, <laughs> Instagram, we're just friends on Instagram. Like we're, and I think that was another thing of growing up in like the MySpace era and everything where you had yeah. like your eight top friends and everything, which was the dopest thing that you could just like <laughs> proclaim to the world. These are my eight people. Not only that, man, you got to grow up in best era, arguably uh, uh, in the scene that we love. Like you got, you got to see the bring me their eyes and the coming up with them. Oh, gosh, man, I could talk about them forever. Day to remember, uh, yeah. you saw bands like Blink One Eighty Two as well. They were kind of earlier, but they were even getting a following. You had all these post-hardcore bands through. Uh, the underground scene was, I think, really created through MySpace, which then, as MySpace kind of got away and Facebook became more about socializing, you started seeing how you brought up uh, earlier in, your, in the show, uh, these little shows that had these bands, which brought in bands like what who we know and love today. Some of us, some may not, uh, Knock Loose, one of the biggest names in the hardcore scene right now, started underground. And um, Turnstile is another one, I would say. I could say they're a pretty big name. I, I, you could argue that they're hardcore. Uh, they're more of like a punky kind of sound, but still like a lot of these bands, they came from that underground scene. But, uh, oh, asking Alexandria, of course, as well. Uh, to me, I just like, I just think it's crazy because you got to see probably my, one of my favorite band, probably Bring Me the Horizon just you know yeah started with a song like uh reflections or the ep and goes to uh the one that has uh pray for plagues that i can't think of right now for some odd reason and then you go into um suicide season uh there's a hell believe me i've seen it there's a heaven let's keep it a secret sepaternal uh that's the spirit, you know, go on and on and on. But every time that they changed their sound, them as an example, they got better and better and better and better. And the charts don't lie, man. The charts don't lie. And it shows on the charts. If you listen to their first EP ever, okay, you listen to that first EP or even uh, I used to make out with Medusa off of the Pray for Plagues album. And then you listen to Kingslayer where they got with Baby Metal. Baby so good baby metal like look at like just just the growth and that all started on myspace all that stuff you know and it's it's a it's a beautiful thing when you really look into the retrospect of it and appreciate the talent and musicianship that went into that but not only that the being able to reach that right group of people like to spark the right audience to follow you for so long, you know, it, it speaks volumes for a lot of these bands, man. And it does. I've like, I think the power of the internet, like I've talked about before of like, and I mean, we're in a planet of like over 7 billion people now and everything, which sounds overwhelming. But the nice thing is, if you think about it, if you're one in a million, there's 7,000 people just like you, who you can find. If like, And the internet kind of was those times where you could find someone who you're like, wait, we have the same experiences. Like, we feel the same of like, it's one of those things that I remember when you posted like a little piece of heaven. I was like, that guy knows a good album. 
Like he knows exactly if like, it was one of those things of thinking of that time of like my space of being able to have all those people going out there and just like putting themselves out there, I think was really was like a unique time in history because it was this thing where you could see you had bands touring around that like you wouldn't be able to see now in the same type of venue and stuff no. like you wouldn't be able to like, <laughs> no, I- like yeah it's crazy of like thinking being able to have like small things of like i don't know as a teenager being able to like share a cigarette with like one of your favorite lead singers and stuff was like the coolest thing and realizing like they were people too of like seeing we've all grown up together in a way like this weird way of seeing some people throughout the scene to realize like at this point of like that time of like being a young adult or a kid or a teenager in the early 2000s was like this unique little window where it was like myspace just had the world laid out for you and everything and it was this like i think what made it so neat is like there was you could just kind of make things your own of like i love the fact that like your myspace you could if you knew javascript or html stuff you could like put music in the background. You could put your favorite stuff. You could upload songs. There was no like the creativity no... on that was endless. And yeah, I was I was unfortunately a little too young to get to enjoy it. My sister had one, uh, and a couple of my uh, older friends got the luxury of having one. I didn't get to have one, uh, but yeah like just the possibilities on that were endless and i don't think that we can ever discredit uh my space may possibly be uh arguably the greatest thing for that this scene that could have ever happened it really was of like Seriously. I, I don't think that you could argue that. I, I really don't. I, I feel like you may be able to argue it. I think it'd be a hard one because I think there's a lot of facts that could be brought up to what bands had success by using MySpace. How, how many people did it get to, you know, et cetera, et cetera, things like that. And now, you know, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we got TikTok. And perfect example right here. Two bands, Bad Omen, Just Pretend. That song became so big on TikTok for like the little you know whatever the little traps that people are doing and then the summoning from sleep token okay let's just put this into perspective man uh i was looking at this earlier today sleep token went from like eight hundred thousand uh month Monthly or maybe I'm sorry, maybe 400. I, I can't remember the numbers, but it, it's just insane. It's a straight line from the beginning of January to January 8th went from X hundred thousand to plus a million, almost 1.8 million people listen to them monthly. Okay, there are bands that's had, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they had a uh, album that had hypnosis. Uh, just dropped a couple years ago or so, a couple years or so ago, and then they had another one, and then I had a couple singles, and, and I think they've been a band for since like 2016. Wrong, but just TikTok, just just TikTok has blown that band to the roof, and and we're seeing the raw talent. You know, it's 
it's a different sound. It's a, it's a, it's like super genty and deep guitar, double bass. Their heaviest song they've ever written, and then it goes into this like almost, I mean, sensual like. I honestly, I want to say like a sexual kind of feel, like into the last two minutes of the song. But it's so groovy and it's different. But you know what that did? It, it blew up and people loved it. Just pretend from Bad Omens, ten out of ten, best album of the year, in my opinion. That's fine. It was a masterpiece. I did not like it at first, but it I love it now, and I think it is one of the greatest albums that I've ever listened to. Top ten for me personally but just the song just pretend just that catchy little chorus caught the right people and like i mean it's done you know it's, yeah and that's the beauty of you know the internet as well so yeah and i think on that one because i thought that was an interesting thing when i read in into the sleep token one today i read into that one the bad omens one i knew I knew from the start that that band was going to somehow blow up. It just took a little bit longer. It took about like six, six to seven ish months before I think that they really started getting that following. But man, if any of you guys have not seen Bad Omens, make it a point to see them because Noah, <laughs> Noah's voice is 10 out of 10, man. One of the greatest live performances I've ever seen. That, that's always impressive to me when people have really good live performances. It's like, dude's a siren. Yeah. Oh, I, it's, I, yeah. It's, it is insane. And then the sing, I, I always tell, I tell this to everybody, man. If you like the weekend, <laughs> okay. If you like the weekend, think of the weekend, add some spice and add a growl. You know what I mean? That's, that's bad omen. Their early, their first, their first album, they sounded a lot like Bring Me the Horizon. And, my opinion, Architects a little bit. Still amazing. Glass Houses, Feral. Um, uh, da -da 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 -da, Glass Houses. Uh, da -da, uh, Worse Than Me. Worse Than Me was a great one off of that. And then they dropped the, uh, what's, um, sorry, Finding God Before God Finds Me. Added in one of the he their heaviest song to date in Dethrone. And then you do this full switch up where he finds his voice and they produce their own little sound. And they produce it themselves, and it's just a masterpiece. Yeah, it's like you gotta you gotta find somewhere to really appreciate what some of these guys can do, you know. And like, I, yeah, I'm glad I brought there. We brought that up because I think that's an interesting fact. That, uh, yeah, and I think like watching these bands like find themselves and stuff has been is always neat. Like watching people find their sound and like really find like what makes it work and stuff. I'm glad you brought up Architects. That album last year, or maybe it was the 2021 album. The one with animals. Yeah, so good. Dead butterflies, what? like black lungs, like so many good ones. Like yep. Armageddon. Like yep. Sam Carter said it best. Uh, uh, they were getting back actually oh we don't like this sound this and that and he's like yeah he's like I don't give a fuck if you don't like the sound I know you're still bopping your head to animals and it's, yeah that's, that's <laughs> honestly true because that song's got it's got one of those beats that you just can't help but like dun, 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 and you're just like oh yeah you're getting down with it like you just want to start kicking the ground getting ready to mosh man <laughs> like <that's truth>. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's credibility statement, man. There's a lot of credibility 
credibility to the statement. But they did something so different, and it sounded great with still their old kind of sound. And then they just dropped another album, I believe, if, yeah. I, if I'm not mistaken, that was also very, uh, very good. Uh, I haven't listened to all of it. I've listened to a couple songs, but like, you know, that was, you know, you listen, you would have listened to their first album. But now you'd, you'd be like, how is this the same band almost? But it's still, you still rock with it. You know, it's, yeah. it's interesting how it, these guys know what they're doing and they do a good job at it. And they still play their old stuff for their fans when they do these shows, you know? Which is huge to me. I've like, there, I think years ago I saw, I think it was Northcote performing. Does kind of like, I don't know how to describe the music, but I got real excited and I was like, I'm going to at least hear like one of the bangers and no old songs. And that there's, I don't know, like the whole reason you paid to see a band live is to like, if I want to hear your new stuff, I'll hear the new stuff. Like I'll give it a shot, but like, I don't know. You want to, you want to experience like those songs that made you feel the way you felt. You want to feel that live. And it's always an astounding thing to me when bands would be like, Oh no, I like, you know that number one song everyone loves? We just don't play it live anymore. Yeah. And you're like, I mean, and I get it because it probably is monotonous to like have to do the same thing. All I the get time. it too. Yeah. But like, don't even get me started, man. Like, asking Alexandria, we talked about this. <laughs> I can see it already, the forehead vein. It's oh, like, it's just that feeling. So I'm not even going to really partake in it too much. I'm going to try to <laughs> ramble on too long. <laughs> God, I wanted to see them so bad. I finally saw them. They opened up for Papa Roach and Bad Wolves three, four years ago. Stage AE outside. Beautiful summer, breezy, cool night. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. I'm going to see not the American average. I'm going to see a prophecy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm like, let's go. Nah. No. They play, I think they played Run Free run free they, they didn't play like, to the stage like if you play a song off of that album like play to the stage maybe i don't know but yeah like they just played uh the stuff off of the new album uh such as eve uh at the time eve alone in a room uh there's one song that everyone loves off of that that i can't even think about the violence was just released and dude they dropped the most rude teaser for that because they it's like this comic book sketch and it's like the violence is coming and everybody that's been asking Alexandria fans like yo we didn't really like that new sound you came out with too much so maybe we're gonna get the old sound back and not uh, just like a rock song you're like god damn it fuck <laughs> like that was me I was I was very very upset and as you can tell it emotionally still distresses me to this day that's okay I still bang to the old, you know, stand up and scream stuff. You know, I, I, I love it when it was the best. And I think, you know, one band, I'll say this, I, I think they don't ever get talked about. Lots of Flames is one of those bands that has never changed their sound and has always been, in my opinion, very much under the radar. Yeah. But, uh, I think, yeah, definitely of like, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I'm like, yeah, I feel like they need more appreciation and stuff. Cause I think there is that like thing. It's weird. Cause we started off saying like, we'd like a lot of variety of like 
a day to remember all these bands being able to like do something different each time. But it takes a huge level of skill, well, I think, to be able to pull that off. You and I did touch on this. For anybody that thinks I'm gatekeeping, uh, specifically asking Alexandria, uh, there is reason for it a little bit, a little bit of shade. <laughs> uh, I just don't like the ignorance that comes with it. You know, I understand if you want to change your sound, it's not for everybody. That's okay. I can accept it. I can accept that fully, but don't shit on your fans that may be seeing you for the first and only time that they can ever see you. And don't you dare shit on them because they're upset that you didn't play one of their favorite songs that they've waited their whole lives to see. That's just my opinion. I get you want to change your sound, but at least be like the Bring Me the Rise and the Day to Remember, the um, like Mike Moss of Flames. They were playing old, old songs. I saw them last. Polaris, who's kind of a newer metalcore band, they played stuff off of their first EP. Uh, you know, all these, a lot of these bands, bigger bands, even smaller bands, are playing that old stuff that really got them going. And I get that it gets to a point where it's monotonous, but I feel like when you don't forget where you come from, that it speaks volumes to a lot of your fans and your fan base. So that's uh, that's my opinion. Yeah, I could be extremely wrong. Yeah. You know, people could want to argue with that one, but uh, that's just my opinion on it. Uh, so <clears throat> that's where I stand with that one specifically. Yeah, and I, I get that feeling, especially I think oftentimes people don't realize that, like some of these shows get expensive to see and everything. And you might, there are some bands who literally, some bands I love who never come anywhere near here and everything. There are so many bands where it's like, if you look them up, it's like they'll do an East Coast east coast tour maybe a west coast tour and then like a european go through the uk and it's like it would be great to see you and it's like you do i mean it is a mixed bag because it's like you want you do want to promote your new stuff and everything but also i think you've given a great example of like i think social media is a great place for your new stuff like to test those things and stuff whereas i think oftentimes it's yeah. like if people are seeing you base it off of streams versus uh uh, I guess show up and sing along to a crowd. I, like I said, I'm not in any part of the promoting business of understanding how to promote promote my music, promote my band, promote my new album. I think uh, some bands do it very, very, very well, but a lot of bands stick with their roots, and those bands are selling out stadiums, endless tours. Uh, you know. Day to remember and bring me the rise, and yet again, I'm going to bring up man because they do it. They played a they shot do. in the dark. They played a shot in the dark. You know how long? So they good. Put that song probably over 20 years ago. Off, uh, their name was Treason. Redid it for those who have heart. Probably haven't played it in the last 10, 10, eight years, and then played it on their uh, just a couple shows with Beartooth and Bad Omens, like. Bring me the horizon. Pray for plagues. Just did it a couple weeks ago. They did the Malta Festival with Spirit Box, who we need to talk about eventually on this show. Yeah, no, Spirit oh. Box is incredible. I will. A lot of other bands. Yeah. Uh, also, Beartooth. Beartooth, so good. Of like between the lines, like, oh man, the guitar work for Beartooth. The simple riffing, but man, does it mock. That whole, that whole album, though, because the in-between, between the lines of the, oh, man. The lines, yeah. yeah, it was the, the lines. lines, yeah, the lines, yeah. 
Oh man, I such loved a it. good song. I loved that single that they just dropped. Uh, it was about the same time they remember dropped Miracle, uh, Riptide. I really liked yeah. it a lot. It was different, but it had that same Beartooth sound and tone. And I mean, Caleb Shomo still getting after it on that stage. <laughs> Funny story, I actually met him uh, in Lancaster, as well as Matt Griner, the drummer for uh, Oxburn's Red, literally right beside Matt Griner. Nice. Right beside him. And I used, I used to do drumming videos all the time. I didn't know that uh, he had long hair. But I'm, I keep, me and my brother, we keep looking at this guy. I'm like, this guy looks familiar, man. Like, I, I feel like. And then Jeremy McKinnon from A Day to Remember said, we'd like to thank our good friends from August Burns Red. Um, uh, Matt Griner, he's here today. He's in the back. Everybody say hi to Matt. And Matt's just back there waving. And Alex Shelnut, the drummer for uh, Day to Remember, he's like, we're going to play this song. Uh, everybody seems to know it. It's Mr. Highway singing about the end. And Alex is finally going to hit the bell that everybody loves in that breakdown because Matt Griner's here. <laughs> and then, like, you know, it goes in that build up and it's like, ting! And dude, the place went wow. I ended up getting pictures with him. Well, this is how I met Caleb Shomo. He was right beside Matt. Of course, saw him. And I try not to fanboy when I meet these guys uh, just because I'm sure it's overwhelming. So I just try to act, you know, act normal, uh, talk to him. Well, I go to I go to the pisser, you know, to take a piss, and right beside me is Caleb Shomo, man. Lead vocalist for Bear Tooth and Attack Attack. Oh my like, wow, look at this. This guy's tall as hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's always crazy seeing people who are like so much bigger than you think of. Like in the music videos, they look like normal sized people. Yeah, and dude. Like, and, and me just being me, I'm like, yo, you're Shomo. He's like, Yeah, man, what's up? I'm like, wow, this is not the place i thought i'd meet you man <laughs> he's like oh it's all good man like you know he's really cool really chill and uh i talked to him on the way back to his area back where like the soundboard and stuff is and uh finished the rest of the show and it was just it was it was awesome it was pretty cool also i've met a lot of people ronnie radke uh the uh, vocalist for apple wolf i've met uh um i'm sorry i had a brain fart there Ronnie, Apple Wolf, uh, Matt Griner, Caleb Shomo, and I also met the uh, singer for Polaris, the screamer, the harsh vocalist for Polaris, uh, yeah. Australia. Took a picture with him, and the vocalist for like Monsters Flames as well. So it was it's been really cool. If you just wait outside the show or the venue, man, they're gonna they'll they'll stop and talk to you. Yeah. And these people will like that. I think people sometimes don't realize like they are just people just like us of like, they do like people want to be appreciated and everything. Yeah. I realize we actually have gone way longer than I expected. So we might have to wrap it up soon. <laughs> I was like, we can go ahead and exit and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about the topic of next, uh, next episode. Yeah. This is a good starting one. Got that. We'll ask people, tell us what albums we should review or what we should yeah. bring up next I'll time. Ever man. So I'm all so the future's limitless here. And I think the only the tie-in thought I just thought of right now is like the fact of like I think part of so much of life is like that weird juxtaposition of like the bad and the good, of like the heavy and like the soft, like all those things. And like metal brings that together. And kind of like even like we said with the internet, of you realize like there's a lot of like 
real shitty toxic things and stuff like real heavy things on the internet but also a lot of things of like you can make friends with people of like who you've never met in person and stuff i think one of yeah, the, like, you can, the most powerful things you can create a great relationship yep i mean hell look at look at what just like xbox or playstation has done for people you know you've had you have people that played video games for 10 plus years together that finally meet and all because of this you know beautiful thing that we have called life and communication intelligence i guess you could say as well like we're we're able to connect with people and it's just awesome if you can make it into a positive connection you know it's it's a beautiful thing this life that we have been gifted with it's a beautiful thing and i i always try to not take it for granted and take every day as if it's my last because you know tomorrow's not guaranteed for any of us and it's easy to get caught up you know what i mean just appreciate every little thing that you have in life so yeah because it can be over all too short yeah so it's crazy to think i mean it's weird like surreal to realize it's been 14 years since red passed away yeah today. like that's that's crazy to think like that like i just have this weird dream about you and i arguing about his last two albums and like hey on the on the day yeah. that crazy because that's the day that we ended up having the conversation as well and we stemmed right into the show with Avenged Sevenfold so you know it is but listen dude the universe does this and there's a reason for why these things happen uh for us to maybe not completely understand but we can ponder on it and yeah positive thing and the universe does weird things and everything's supposed to happen for a reason no matter what it is whether good or bad it's supposed to happen it just you know let it go so it's a beautiful yeah. thing that's true and we'll we'll be back we definitely have so much to talk about i didn't know of like this was supposed to be our test call <laughs> and cam and i talked for like an hour before we even started recording he's like i don't know if people will see this and i was like there's guys cutting the trees outside <laughs> i didn't record anything and then here we are an hour later like yeah and good honestly, thing. it was it was uh it was great it, i was yeah very very and we have more powerful talk about um you know the introduction and just how music has come into uh everything really more yeah. jorally uh, everything that we do so it was very interesting and uh for anyone that watches yeah. please follow give a like leave a comment let us know we can uh we can keep going on with this talk about whatever you guys want to talk about and uh we'll get together another time for sure this was by far one of the most best and most fun interviews I've ever had. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, the littlest bit nervous about this. At all. <laughs> I, was, like, I was ready to list off. I yeah. So good. But yeah, we'll be back. Hopefully we're going to try. I don't know if you're up for it, trying to do like a weekly show or something, but yeah, yeah I'm definitely down. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Absolutely. Hey man, thanks for having me. Can't wait to do it again.